0: Welcome to another edition of Cultural Class Podcast, the podcast where you to interact with people from different backgrounds, get to learn about other cultures and see what's going on in other parts of the world. Uh, my name is Nosa Ayari and I have another guest today. I have my first Mexican guest today. Welcome to the podcast, Andres. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here, Nosa. Finally meet you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, you came, you came early, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, getting me off my tools, like set up the equipment and everything. Uh, how's your week been so far? What did you get to do this week?
1: You know, my week has been amazing living here in Denver, Colorado. You mm. know, ten years ago, I. Uh, I was living in Mexico and I was telling my friends, hey, I'm going to live in Denver, Colorado one day. And specifically I'm specifically Denver? Specifically Denver. Really? Yes. Why? Um, I'm a huge Broncos fan. Oh, People don't it. like that, but you know, I'm very <laughs> proud to say that I'm a Broncos fan. And also, I love the outdoors, nature, the mountains, all the activities that there are to do here in, in beautiful Colorado. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I promised myself I'd live here, and now I'm here. Got it. My got week it. has been fantastic because I live here. You know, Wait, every
0: week is great. So how long have you lived in Denver? I live in Denver for a little bit over a year, since Prayer, October sure. of 2018. Yeah, yeah. Some people say the first year is the most exciting. I mean, I've lived here for only like six months, I guess. Uh, So far, so good. I mean, Denver is a perfect city to kind of like for work-life balance. Like, you can work, but like the outdoors, like if you're into that stuff, like you can on the weekends just take off to someplace and just, you know, enjoy nature. And the the nightlife, right? The nightlife is pretty good. Also, it's pretty good. I haven't, have I got to participate? Maybe once, not quite, not a lot, but uh, hey, I look forward to hearing more from you.
1: I mean, after the podcast, it's, it's Friday, right?
0: Come on. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> All right, so uh, Andres is originally from Mexico. What town are you from in Mexico? What city?
1: Uh, I was born in Mexico City, but I was uh, I grew up in Tijuana. I was raised in Tijuana, Baja California. Where is Tijuana?
0: Is it to the north, to the south,
1: east, west? Uh, Tijuana, it's right on the border with San Diego, California. Got it. So it's right in the like in the northwest side of the country.
0: Okay, so mm. growing up, uh, was there a lot of American influence? Did you get to like, watch a lot of American movies, hear a lot of tourists, that kind of thing?
1: Not really. You know, uh, I, I knew like the basic English when I was living down in, Den- uh, in Tijuana, sorry, when I was living down in Mexico. But um, I always loved the language, and I really wanted to learn it. Uh, fully that's one of the reasons I came here okay. so once I moved to Denver that's when I started watching you know a lot of movies in English with English subtitles and then I would you know interact with people 24-7 got it. um I had a waiting job at a Mexican restaurant so that like you, you know put me out of my bubble and I was able to talk to people on a daily basis yeah so uh my English got pretty good <laughs>
0: yeah. wait 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 wait! well you moved to Denver like a little over a year ago mm-hmm And you spoke only Spanish a little over a year ago?
1: No. Well, I went to school in Wyoming. I went to the University of Wyoming. I was, uh, since I wanted to come to Denver eventually, I I was looking for a university that wasn't too expensive and wasn't too far. And that's when I found the University of Wyoming. I got my degree in marketing there and I was there for five and a half years actually going to college in, in Wyoming. And then after I graduated, I came down here
0: okay mm-hmm. okay let's start from the basics mm-hmm. talk to me about your earliest memories in tijuana like what is tijuana known for
1: tijuana has a very <laughs> bad reputation oh really oh yeah it has a it has a bad reputation but it's not as bad as people think mm. you know um and i know you can agree on this the media just manipulates things so so much that it just makes tijuana feel like it's the
0: most hey, dangerous city in the hey, world i'm nigerian man preach talk about <laughs> <Exactly> it <right. laughs> so go on so people people ask you hey is it's that it's,
1: it's really really that bad i'm like no i live in tijuana for 20 years i never saw anything i never heard a gunshot i never heard nothing you know it's like in in one of my earliest uh memories in tijuana uh it would probably be just having a very very good childhood with my with my family there i that's so that's all i can remember i never had a bad
0: what what, what what did you guys do as a kid? How many siblings do you have? Start from there. Uh, I have I have uh, four brothers, one sister. Okay. Uh yeah, but I'm the youngest one. Okay, so uh, what's a popular thing for a kid growing up in Tijuana to do? Did you guys play a lot of soccer? Did you like course, play hide yeah. and seek? Uh, what what like we used to have this thing we used to do back home in Nigeria. Growing up, we used to like roll tires on the street. Okay, yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. We used to play soccer. Sometimes we play soccer with like uh, uh, empty cans of tomato tins. You mm-hmm. know, right. uh, yeah. a little you know fun childhood. Memories, you know, that I look back on and just you know, reminisce on. What are some of the things you guys did?
1: Definitely play uh, soccer. I don't know, you call it football in yeah, football. Yeah, yeah.
0: Football, you
1: know, definitely play football Uh, in the street. You know, sometimes the street would be like inclined, yeah. you know, because Tijuana is like on a hill and right stuff so like that. So we would play, we take turns and we play half and half, right? And then you, not one team would have to learn how to what play. You
0: uphill. Call, what do you call half and half in uh, in Spanish? Uh. uh Medio tiempo, like a Medio tempo. Mi, mi, mitad y mitad. The, the sport, I mean the sport. Oh, the sport? Half, uh, yeah. No, 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 we
1: just call it cascarita. Cascarita means like a, a very quick, you know, uh, neighbor, neighbor-friendly neighbor uh, football game. Oh, and
0: this is like maybe three a side or four a side. Yeah,
1: like three, four, five tops, and yeah. that, that's like five would be too many on each team. Yeah, so we, yeah. would have,
0: we would have lots of fun. Um, I mean, growing up, we call that monkey post where I where I come from. Um, monkey post. <laughs> monkey post, because oh, the post wow. is, is, okay. is smaller. Like you use your legs to just measure like four or five steps. Right. It's, it's a smaller post than the bigger post. It's like a monkey post, that kind of thing. Okay. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. That's what you're saying.
1: No, 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 it's completely fine. Like seriously, we're just playing. Uh, we're just playing football. I remember playing hide and seek when I was little, um, and I always was super. Um, I was really looking forward to discover new places every single time. It's like, since I was a very young kid, I remember just wanted to go hide in the spot that I've never seen before. So mm-hmm. nobody could ever find me. Mm-hmm. So I think that those kind of things define me as a person that As a person,
0: today. Yeah. What do you think inspired that? Did you have, like, for me, it's not like me, like how the dad who was in the military, right? So he traveled a lot. You know, he came back with pictures from different places. He came back with objects from different places. So that, you know, kind of like, Picked my interest in like you know learning about other cultures, going out there. What do you think inspired your curiosity into like you know visiting other places? Do you watch, like watch movies? Did you hear stories that kind of thing? I was always attracted
1: to to kids in my school that were not from from uh, from that part of town or from where I was from. Mm. So I was always more interested in making being friends with. The new girl from, you know, out of town or the new guy who just moved in like two weeks ago. I was always, you know, wanting to be friends with those people uh, to learn more about, you know, what life's about and, and what life means to them uh, according to their culture. Got so it. so to me, that was a very it was a very big thing. That's probably what what made me become like that you No, know, as part of my personality. So I was I was intrigued about what people have to say and about what life is like in other countries.
0: Got it. Got it. And um, how did you guys have a stadium in Tijuana? Like, did you guys go to watch like local teams play that kind of thing? I mean, who are some of the most popular Mexican players? Uh, Marquez. Uh, I wish Dos Do Santos. I think. I, no?
1: I was. I was a little <laughs> bit exactly, and you and you got your names right. Uh, unfortunately, I was way too young uh, for for those players. You mm. know, and uh, probably those those. Those players that you mentioned were probably, you know, in elementary school when I was living down down there. So, uh, actually, Tijuana did not have a, a first division soccer team until mm. very recently. Like, it's been not even 10 years since Tijuana jumped in the first division. And actually, the first year they jumped the first division, they won the championship. Oh, so, really? yeah, when I was when I was a little kid, I I, I don't recall going to football games or or uh, or basketball as much. Mm. What I did go to was Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Yeah, What's wrestling. That? Oh yeah, I've you heard about wrestling, wrestling in Mexico. Right, yeah, Raymond right, yeah. Stadio, you know, like uh it's it's different from American wrestling. You know, yeah. he was like Punch as hard as you can, and then you know, just pin them down to three. In Mexico, is like you know spins
0: and. Is it still popular flies. in Mexico? Oh yeah, that's. I, I, of- I know. I can remember mm-hmm. the mask, and I can even remember totally. some Mexican yeah. wrestlers in the WWE, like uh, back yeah. early. Like uh, so, what what kind of and just to paint a picture, because you know this is an audio podcast. We're talking about wrestling in an arena. Uh, is there a ring? Yeah, it's a ring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what well, what are the similarities between? Um, that and the WWE and what what makes it different? What makes it unique? What what makes it
1: what makes it completely different from WWE? I think WWE is like a very well planned soap opera mm. that happens. It's, it's, acted. it's like it, it's, it's scripted, scripted, you know. Yeah. So um, so people know what's gonna happen. I know I'm pretty sure it's like that in Lucha Libre as well. But what makes it different is that there's no like well, back in the day, now it's starting to turn more like into WWE. But back in the day, Lucha Libre was like is there were two big names and they were like put them on a flyer out there and people would mm. like look forward to that match uh but there was no like no no hype there were no videos no promotion in that strictly word of mouth yeah
0: yeah yeah. it was strictly word of mouth and and um, it was still so big that you know yeah. people like me all the way in nigeria still at least it might not have no followed it in the entirety but you know could remember glimpses of lucha libre, you know. Uh, it, it's a fun sport.
1: I liked it a lot, you know, since I was a, a little, very, very young uh, kid. Uh, but it was it's completely different because like we don't have the storylines the American wrestling has.
0: Did you ever consider wrestling going into wrestling?
1: No, I did consider boxing though. My dad did not. I'm sorry, my my dad wanted me to. To train for uh, for boxing, but my mom didn't let me, so I didn't, I didn't do
0: it. Well, <laughs> uh, you have to you have to do what
1: mom says, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and just just touching on you know how the city portrays uh, Tijuana when you talk about that. What do you mean exactly when you said I you know? Obviously, when you know someone thinks about Mexico, thinks about the media, I'm sure their mind uh, you know goes directly to you know things that happen around uh, you know the cartels and things like that. Oh, yeah. uh, did did you? I wouldn't say experience, but did you have situations like that, um, instances like that in all the years uh, you spent in Tijuana? Zero.
1: Like, mm-hmm. directly affecting me, zero. I mm-hmm. did hear it, a couple stories here and then of people I knew, but that's it. You know, and uh, I, I don't know. It, it, to be honest, you go to Tijuana, it's not the prettiest city. Mm. Uh, but it does. there's a lot to see. Unfortunately, there's, like, a bad reputation because, you know, there were big cartel names living or dominating Tijuana. Uh, back back in the early 2000s. Got so it. even though that's all cleaned cleaned up by now, the reputation's still there. So people still still don't go. But, Got it. But other than that, I mean, Tijuana's a great place. If you ever go down to San Diego, the best the best part about San Diego is Tijuana. The best part of Tijuana is San Diego. It's so, San
0: Diego. Oh, so I like I like that analogy. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it, it is great. So I mean, there are two cities that complement each other very well because of the. The cultural differences between them and also the proximity. They're so close, like 15 minutes away from each other. There's just like a huge wall that divides the country. But other than that, I mean, people are very, very similar got it
0: got it what what about the first time you ventured out of tijuana I mean, this might not necessarily be out of the country like even though you were born in mexico city mm-hmm. like you might have had the cause to you know as a teenager or something to visit you know relatives in other parts of the country where do you remember going to first what city
1: wow uh, to be honest i'm not able to answer that question because i consider myself an extremely lucky Person, I had a fantastic childhood mm. with uh, two fantastic parents that would always. Since I remember, I mean, I just, I just can't remember my first trip even out of the country. I don't remember my first time in the United States. So. Well, that means you you traveled a lot. That's what it means. But when I was a little kid, yes, like my my godfather lives in San Diego, so at least mm. would cross the border like twice a month to go visit him. So that would be, I would consider that traveling, right? Because yeah, you're coming out is. of the country, and even yeah. though it's like a, a forty-five minute drive to go see my godfather. I I don't remember the first time I did that. So I've always been extremely blessed with with being able to travel uh, pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm
0: okay okay so so you grew up in Tijuana, um you, you left to the University of Wyoming mm-hmm. um, so I can imagine that your time in Wyoming was even though you had come to the US you know on visits in the past that was your first time really immersing long term in the American culture yes. and Wyoming of all places like right. <laughs> that must yes. have been I mean there might have been some similarities I guess between uh you know Wyoming and you know Mexico but where was what were some of the culture shock you experienced like, even though so you thought you were familiar with the U.S. You didn't know this aspect of the U.S. or Wyoming in particular.
1: Well, when I when I moved to to Wyoming, that was in the year 2013. I did not know that people would still like ride their, ho- their horses around town. Mm. You know, like I, remember, I don't still
0: know that. <laughs> it was
1: crazy because <laughs> really I remember like I was like driving by and I would like see a local bar and there would be two horses attached to a piece of wood. You know, just like in the Old West, like or in like the movies. Like the
0: Salon? Oh,
1: exactly. Just okay. like that. So I was like, wow, this is like, this is really a part of the U.S. I was not aware of. And that's definitely a part of the culture I was not aware of at that time. So I had to get used to those kind of things. Eventually, I started dating this girl who's from Wyoming. And then, yeah, I, did, I didn't learn a lot about the culture uh, because of her. But other than that, I mean, uh, I think it was like 180 degree when I moved from Mexico to mm-hmm. Wyoming. I mean, you go from a from a 5 million people city to a 30,000 people town mm. with a football stadium, and that's it. Mm. You know, there's one movie theater, one bowling alley, the, the football stadium, and that's it. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 and the football stadium is like the university, so it's not even an NFL team. Yeah. So it's like super, super small, a uh, bunch of snow. You know, we're like 7,000 feet above sea level. And mm. in, in not here in Denver, but in Wyoming, was uh, 7,000 feet, so that is higher than I'm used to. Air is extremely pure uh, mm-hmm. and extremely cold, you know. So it was, it was, it was different. I'm still, you know, seven to uh, this year is seven years since I moved to the US, and I'm still not used to it. But it's, it's a great adventure every yeah. single day.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people never get used to it, and I can almost relate. Well, not relate. Like I, I can agree with what you're saying about the horse thing because I remember I was watching the documentary about a US town that doesn't allow uh, vehicles. Vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, no particular stretch of road, like uh, one of the main roads in the town. Where I think, is that at? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I want to say Alaska, but I can't remember. Okay. I, oh, is it Maine or something? I wouldn't be surprised if it's one or the other. To be yeah, because yeah. uh, usually, like, it, there's a law prevents people, like, even to, like, get an ambulance, like, they were using a horse-drawn, a uh, carriage-drawn ambulance for years, and they had to just because of, you know, the health incidents that happened in the really? city, they had to, like, switch to a car, and even like, the legislature had to provide special approval for the ambulance to, like, drive on the road and oh, wow. you know, hear about states no, like no. Utah where the roads are wider because you know people still drive carriages and things like that. You know, It's it's easy to kind of like think of a particular country uh, like the U.S. as being a monolith. So I lived in D.C. and I always said that if I didn't get to move to Denver or you know spend time in Chicago where my brother is from, my perception of the U.S. would just be D.C. and that would be like a false perception. Right. And you know once you get to understand that you know I try to say it on podcasts podcast also it's the same thing for other countries. So like Mexico for instance you know Tijuana. You know you, you have have this perception of it from one particular movie or one particular uh, uh, city or one particular state or one particular time period, and you just kind of like generalize the whole country uh, like that's how it is. But no no one country is a monolith. We have different cultures, different way of life, you know, different people all embedded, meshed together in all countries around the world.
1: Exactly. And you could have said it better. That is like, I'm actually committed to... Because right now I consider myself an advocate, you know, for, for Mexican culture, living here in the United States. Mm. And uh, I'm just so proud of my country. And it, and it bothers me when people are afraid to go. Yeah, I'm, It doesn't um, – I don't get mad at them. But I get mad at the situation mm. where they're, like, just not informed. Mm. And uh, they don't do their research to realize that Mexico and, and you know, the U.S. and any country – like, countries are huge, mm. you know. And, and you And you hear – uh, you know, something in the news, and it echoes around the world and makes, you know, things bigger and bigger than what they are. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, exactly. I've never, as I said, I've am i never had a bad experience living in Mexico and never, or visiting Mexico, because I visited several times since I moved here. Um, and and I just really think that people, you know, should do their research beforehand, because, uh, because you're right, you can't generalize in uh, a country's
0: yeah. I mean, it's just wishful thinking, but that's a tall order, right? Because most yeah. people are lazy. <laughs> they just tend to, you know, generalize. And, you know, especially people that don't venture out there. You know, uh, we have people who have lived and worked in Denver for 25, 30 years that haven't even gone to Texas or can oh, yeah. never stay how much more, you know, outside the country, although Denver has an international airport. But uh, that's besides the point. So um, why, why marketing? You started marketing in Wyoming. What, what led you uh, to start marketing? Were you just interested in, you know, telling stories? Uh, what, what did you always have a flair for marketing growing up? Or that was like the first thing you thought you'd be good at, like why marketing? Cause I, I'm asking that question cause you do that right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And that was, and, and it's, it's good that you mentioned it. Cause when I originally moved to the United States, I came to pursue a, a degree in, um, economics, finance and economics. Mm. And that was actually my goal to get a degree in finance and
0: economics. But all about that money.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the main reason why I came to the US besides, you know, it's a beautiful country full of good opportunities, it's definitely the money. Mm. So um but but then when I came here I realized that I was I I did not want to sit down in a desk for ten hours, you know. In a day, yeah, you know, 50 hours a week or something like that. I really did not want to do that. So I started easy. You know, I started with a business administration associates degree at a um, community college in Wyoming. And then when I graduated. That's a
0: very immigrant trajectory right there. I I think it's a smart
1: move. I (laughs) think it's a
0: smart move. Preach is a requirement. We all did it like in some form, one form or the other. Like everyone kind of like starts off with that community college degree and kind of builds their way up. Exactly. And
1: I was telling people, you know, I'm going to move to the United States and, and, you know, study business. Mm. You know, people think that you're going to be paying $50,000 a year on tuition, which is possible, right? If you don't do your research. It's easily possible. Exactly. If you don't do your research. But for me, I was paying, you know, $3,000 a month when I was in the community college. You know, smaller classrooms, you know, uh, more attention, you know, smaller campus, um, you know, same program as the university, but, you know with with uh with smaller classrooms and uh yeah i just thought it was it was the right thing to do something told me that wyoming if i wanted to come to denver eventually because that's been my ultimate goal for the past 10 years i would have to start in wyoming something told me i couldn't start in colorado because things were not going to go the way i wanted wanted to so i started going to a school in wyoming and um and uh, obtained my degree in business administration and then i talked to my advisor and he's like well you have you have the grades you may not have the money, but you have the grades. I can I can hook you up with somebody you know, mm. who works at the University of Wyoming, and uh, you can go talk to them and, and see if there's a possibility for you to get a scholarship. And um, oh. last thing I knew, I mean, next thing I know, I was already uh, enrolled in the marketing program because I only needed, I think, 52 credit hours. Mm. It was another year and a half. Right. So I just decided to go for it. And I was nice. like, well, if I'm not going to go do finance and economics, I want to do something that's related to business. And then I started, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset. Starting, uh, I couldn't sleep thinking about yeah working for someone else. Yeah, I just really didn't want to do that. So, so that's what pushed me to go into marketing, and that has taken me to where I'm at, where I have my own company, and 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 you know, I'm being my own boss.
0: I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to get in, into, like, you know, what you do now, you know, with Glomad and all those things. But, um, like, there's, there's, there's one thing you mentioned a couple of minutes ago. So Mexico is so close to the U.S. Like, it, you know, compared to me, who had to fly over the Atlantic or was it the Pacific, whatever, to get here. Wh- why is it that, you know, it's so close yet you'll be talking to your friends about wanting to move to the U.S. and it seems so far fresh Because if someone like me can come from halfway around the world, uh, wouldn't it be easier for someone in Mexico to believe or... Like talk to me about that a little bit. Like you had friends who doubted you. Are you still in touch with those friends? Like what they see now? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, kind man. of thing.
1: You know those those. I thought there were friends. Um, I thought those people were just really just they were pushing me back back in uh, the day when I was telling people that I couldn't do something. These people just came at me and told me I couldn't do it. Right. So that was just like adding fuel to. To you know the the wanting to come here and mm. do it even more, you know. So, um, but back to your question, uh, I, I really don't remember. Uh, wh- I don't remember why people wouldn't believe in me because, as you said, we're so close to each other. But everybody, everybody wants to come here, even though like Mexico and the U.S. are like right next to each other. The perceptions Mexicans have about the United States is that it is economically. Uh, better, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know the the wages are much higher. Therefore, it's going to be harder for you to to move there and live there. Plus, everybody knows the process is it takes it takes you know could take a few years, could take a couple months. Um, school is expensive. Living here is so expensive. Which oh
0: bitch. my God! How, how much is really, uh, uh, what's the exchange rate now for the Mexican uh, peso? I, I believe it's like eighteen.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not sure as of today March 6th of 2020 I think is 18.5 pesos uh, which used to be worse. Used to be around twenty pesos, but well, right now it's, it's a little bit.
0: I, I always like asking that question to everyone. <laughs> I've yet to see a country that's, that's worse than Nigeria. it's like, <laughs> no, I don't mean to put Nigeria down for those who are listening. You know, I love my country, but man, three hundred and sixty to a dollar. Come on, <laughs> <360 to laughs> three hundred and sixty to a dollar. Three freaking sixty. Hey, but last I
1: checked. But like, you send money cool. out to Nigeria, and it's. I um, guess. I it's guess. Good money, right? <laughs>
0: it is. It is. But hey, to earn that money, you know, like. It's oh, yeah. expensive to also live here in the U.S. Like I feel you. the rent you pay, transportation, like those things, are more expensive than back home. So exactly the cost of yeah. living, you know, the, the wages are better, but also the, the cost more to live here. So exactly. you just have to be really uh, prudent and you know the way you do things and you say which I think most immigrants, you know, try to do. You know, just being enterprising, like you going to meet a professor at Wyoming, you getting a scholarship, you starting off a community college. Right. So that's the story of immigrants, right? Who are very enterprising people. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So let's talk about um your travel experiences. So you're you're someone who has a a tattoo on your left arm of different maps. And I'm yeah. sure I mean we're recording on Facebook Live now, but most people I guess will be listening to this on the podcast. You have a map of the world.
1: Yeah, it's just a map of the world, you know, what they teach you in school, pretty sure. I mean in, in,
0: in... So did, did you get that just before your geography exam? <laughs>
1: I, learned, I wanted to make sure I, I learned the world. Now, let me tell you a little story. My mom, my mother would not let me go out and play with my friends when I was a little kid. If ah, I Is
0: that because you read last kid?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I didn't finish my veggies. No, just kidding. Um, So pretty much my mom wouldn't let me go out and play unless I learned an entire continent. So let's say she would tell me, today you're going to learn Africa, okay? And you are got to learn it in alphabetical order, and you are got to know each country and their capital and what wow. the country looks like. So if someone shows you an outline of a country, you'll be able to answer, that's Sudan. And wow. the capital is Khartoum, right?
0: I think I had to hire your mom for this podcast. Man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. So pretty much that's my... So I got it. Not just kidding. I got this uh, four years ago when I was twenty-three years old. Before I went to India, because I don't know. I just want a tattoo, and um, I was kind of lost in life, to be honest. I I had already obtained my associate's degree. I hadn't like really started my bachelor's in marketing at that time yet. But I was a little. I was feeling a little bit depressed and down. I I was lost. You know, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was like, well, I came to the U.S. All this effort, all this money put into it, and. Uh, now I just have nothing. I'm back to zero. I do have this piece of paper that says that I completed, you know, a program in the US, but I don't see any return on investment. And I was and I was kind of down and I was like, well, I think I'm going to I'm going to travel. I'm going to go somewhere I've never been to. And I just I just want a tattoo and I got a world map and I, and I was thinking, well, how about I get a world map tattoo that it's empty in yeah. color. But as I go and I film or work or do some voluntary, you know, exchange or whatever it is um, that requires some effort in that country, I would get some ink yeah. uh, on it. So so far I have the U.S., I have Mexico, I have India and I have uh, Vietnam. Uh, colored in
0: my in my arm. So you have five countries colored uh, on the four, map, yeah. shaded in. Oh, four shaded in on the map. Why is Mexico and Vietnam shaded red, and why are the other countries shaded green?
1: So, so this one, uh, if you if you look closely, this one maybe it's because of lighting. This one's a light blue for the United States. Okay. Mexico, it's a it's red. Okay. India is green, and Vietnam is purple. Oh, it's purple. It is purple. Yeah. It's oh yeah just kinda, yeah. It's kind of messed up. But um, um, I choose those colors because, I, I don't know, I have a feeling that it's the, the color that Belongs to that country. For example, Vietnam. You know, there was a there was a war back then uh, with the United States and other countries were involved as well. Um, but there's this song from Jimi Hendrix called "Purple Haze" mm. that the soldiers would like listen to. It's one of the classics of okay. on the Vietnam War. Oh wait, era.
0: "Purple Haze" was Jimi Hendrix. When you say "Purple Haze," I think Cameron. That's a hip hop artist. <laughs> no, no
1: <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, "Purple Haze." Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got so it's "Purple Haze" the song. So I got Vietnam purple, okay. right? And uh, I don't know. I just like when i was in india there was it was green everywhere like really really green and what just, parts of india did you go to ah uh, pretty really much everywhere from the north all the way from Uh, I didn't go to Punjab, but I did go to Delhi, Agra, Varanasi, Jaipur, uh, Mumbai, and Goa and Bangalore. Oh,
0: you went to Goa? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was was... was built to go to India. I wanted to go to India in, what, spring of 2018 or something, but I got denied an Indian visa, which was weird. What? How um, do you get denied your Indian visa? I have no idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that happened. Well, we should apply and definitely go to India.
0: Like, of all the countries that, that have given me visas like that, but, you know, no disrespect you know i'm just saying that to say like i wasn't expecting it at all but it did happen but um hopefully you know i'll get that like someone is inviting me over to nepal uh, this Christmas. Okay. So um, I might apply for an Indian visa again if I'm going to Nepal. So I'll just like maybe from Nepal um, head into India. I really hope you get it this time. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful country. You though. might want to save some green also for, you know, that west part of Africa when you go to Nigeria uh, for the yes, first time. Yes, you yes, know yes. You, so you want to go to Lagos in December, man. Uh, like, trust me, like uh, all Nigerian girls will be all over you. I can see it already. Oh, man. I'd <laughs> love to go
1: to Nigeria. Now. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> probably going to be like my top three. Yeah for yeah, yeah. sure
0: um, why india though why did you choose india for the very first trip like some people played safe and do you know canada or if they are you know, from europe. mexico do mexico or do europe uh why india
1: exactly because of that reason that you just mentioned i just i just like to go the opposite way man if mm. people was like oh like you won't be able to do it because people will tell me like dude that place is dangerous. Mm. You don't speak the language, you're not going to be able to travel around India, especially if you go alone, because I was traveling completely alone. And not because I, I I was lonely, I didn't have any friends. Actually, my brother told me, hey, you want, can I come with you? And I said, no, mm-hmm. I have to do this alone, because it's like a spiritual trip, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew bad things would happen on that trip, which they did. But I also knew that the trip, something told me that India was the place to go for the first time. And after, in that During that trip, after I came back, uh, I would feel enlightened in some way. I don't know. I was having, like, crazy crazy visions before going to India. And then until one day, you know, I had the money. There was a good promotion online, and I decided to buy my plane ticket, and and I just went. As soon as I hit the the purchase button and I clicked purchase on my computer, I started freaking out. I was like, (laughs) no way I'm going to India. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And it was... It was a crazy experience. I will will never forget. Seriously, uh, when I came back, I realized that my problems are nothing Mm. compared to the third world and what other people are going through. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, we we tend to, um, you know. We, we tend to be distracted in our own bubble, uh, not to realize, you know, things are going on in other parts of the world, other parts of the country also. Even though some of these things are things we might have gone through in the past, we tend to forget. So, you, you know, you find someone, uh, you know, who grew up in the village or something and, you know, didn't have shoes or clothes, but, you know, now they're grown up, they're doing well, like, they forget, like, 20 years ago what their life was like. Like, it's easy to, you know, just move on. And, you know, we always have to make that conscious effort to give back to the world as much as the world gives to us. So if, if that's right. through your talent, or is, is that through speaking positive messages out there? Is that through building relationship, uh with people who don't look like you, that kind of thing, whatever it is. Right. Uh, don't just take, take, take from Mother Nature. I mean, uh, people have plundered nature enough. You know, we have to give something back.
1: Exactly. And I just really wanted to see the other side of the world because as I mentioned earlier, I was, I'm a very fortunate person. I have wonderful parents who always gave me everything. And I just, for some reason, I just couldn't see it. When I was younger, I just, you know, I was always like that spoiled kid who would just like... You know, scene at the store because yeah. their parents didn't get them the latest Game Boy or whatever. I really? was I
0: was that kid. I have a question. How do Mexican mothers react to things like that? Because I know how Nigerian mothers react.
1: So exactly how they react, they're gonna grab their shoe. It's called oh, chancla. Oh yeah. Throw it at you. No matter how far you run, they're gonna hit you right in the head. Yeah, I think we might be related. <laughs> That's exactly what the so,
0: Nigerian yeah, is do.
1: it like that? No, they definitely grab a sandal and they. Ch-
0: chancla, just, you call it? Chancla, yeah, the chancla.
1: chancla. Mm, everyone's scared of that. It's uh, it's a Mexican classic. Okay, for okay. sure. Nowhere cool. in the world it, it it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world but in Mexico. Okay. That chancla I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it happens in
0: Africa, man. They would call a bata. Carry bata. <laughs> <through> your slipper. <laughs> throw your slipper and she never misses. Exactly. Never misses. Oh my god. Like, like they go through mom school and one of
1: the one of the program is like like sandal sandal yeah. Uh, archery. Yeah, I mean
0: like mom, mom's yes. university teach mom's them how to university. throw sandals, then they teach them how to share WhatsApp broadcasts every morning. <laughs> teach them how to do that. <laughs> teach them a whole bunch of stuff, teach them how to tell your kids to come grab the remote, even if it's one feet away from them. Like,
1: oh, really? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, so, oh is, my gosh. That's what,
0: what, what were some of the experiences you, you mentioned? I mean, as much as you can share some of the good experiences and some of the not-so-good experiences you went through in India that made you uh, have this holistic experience uh, that you're talking about? Well, when
1: I it was my very first trip outside of the country, and I made so many mistakes from the first day I made, like, terrible mistakes. Mm-hmm. The biggest one, that I, I was living in, in the United States... And you know how when you come to the United States, you're required to have an F one visa with an I twenty attached to it, so you can cross the border. Or you know, the the I the uh, F one visa, it's not enough. It's if it's not complemented by the I twenty. Facts. Right. So if you you can show up to the United States with a with a valid F one visa, but if you don't have the I twenty, they're gonna be like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. Right. Because you don't have that. So pretty much. Before, when I left to India, I realized that I had left without my I-20. Ooh. So that was tough. Like, I had to contact my international advisor from mm. the University of Wyoming. It's like, hey, man, hook me, hook me up. Please, if you can, like, send me a new I-20 to India overnight, which he did. Mm. It cost me, like, $80 wow. overnight. Uh, but then it was... Much harder to receive it than I thought I thought it was just going to be like I would just send an address They would deliver it there well, You thought it was USPS, huh? I thought It, <laughs> it, was, it, was, actually, it was actually UPS oh, okay. Who I did it through But uh, And they had a tracking number and everything But I sent it to a hotel And the hotel rejected the document really yeah they did reject the document because i was not there at the time and uh, i had to go to the fedex store the physical store which was to get it a thousand or probably over a thousand miles in india wow and get it the very next day otherwise they would have shipped it back to the united states and i would have you know stayed in india for a long time i'll probably be
0: there right now yeah i mean those are things we take for granted over here like yeah. here like it's when you're describing an address you just give someone your address I don't know how it is in Mexico but in the US like you give someone your address and the person's at your house like put it in Google Maps you're there like back home numbering is a thing like you have to tell them that oh you know beside you give them the address fine but you have to tell them beside the red house opposite the store uh-huh. next to the bridge okay uh, you know use all these funny descriptions you right and hey, when have, you're about to
1: deliver the package it's gonna be a little boy there playing football yeah and... something like that <laughs> you'll see him you can't miss him. Some like yeah. that.
0: And, you know, things like that we take for granted. You know, yeah, exactly. coming back to develop versus developing, uh, you just live your life every day. And, you know, you, 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 and things like that are things that people who have experienced in the West who are immigrants can actually go back home and solve, even though sometimes uh, the bureaucracy and the government prevents you from solving some of those problems. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. Uh, in and the corruption world. too, wow. And corruption, yeah, that, that's a huge thing. Do you have a lot of people, we call them returnees where I come from, so people who go abroad for 10, 12 years, go to school, get married, whatever, who then come back, you know, maybe build a house, start a business back home. Uh, we call them returnees or I just got backs kind of thing. I just got backs. Yeah, do you have a term for that in Mexico? Is that a common thing for people to come back or people who just venture out and uh, never return? Um,
1: man, that's a, very, that's a very good question. I would just... People just call them failures. I know it sucks, but you know it's just people. Society sees you as a failure. If I come down to Mexico right now, yeah, see so you have you a know, failure if you come back. Yeah, if I go there and, really? and right, and there's nothing I can bring with me. If, it, if it's not a huge oh, car, yeah, or if really, I don't have if I don't have like tons of cash with me, like people yeah. don't care what you have up here. Like, yeah. You have two degrees, but people don't care. People don't see that. I can relate. To and that. I come and I can go back to Mexico right now, and people would you know call me a failure. You know, but uh, even though I'm not, you know, like people people would like, unfortunately, would call you that.
0: I mean, I, I can I can relate to that. Like the the love for money is is more is is more severe than most other countries. Like like where I come from, like you might you know, some people might not even know the source of your wealth or whatever. But if you just social flash pressure, it, right? Like the social pressure, like dating is hard because every girl out there expects you to spend money. Exactly. Like coming here, I remember coming here yeah. for the first time, and I experienced going on a date with a girl, and we split the bill. She paid, I paid. I'm like, what? Oh, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: and then the second date, you pay 75 percent, she paid 25. Then the third day,
0: you pay 85, she paid 15. I mean, it depends on how the you know the relationship goes at that uh, okay. but, but you know, but I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. You no, know, we, we just just you know Nigerians know what, what I'm talking about when I when yeah. I say thanks for coming. Yeah, you know right. things like that, but. That's besides the point. Let, let's get back to your, your travelling trip. Mm-hmm. So so you, you left um uh, India, you, you experienced some not so pleasant uh experience with your I twenty things like but that. But overall
1: India's amazing. Okay. India yeah, was amazing. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic experience even though I, I messed up big time because I did a lot of uh, you know, uh Novi's um mistakes.
0: Mm. But I was I was, you know, a, a newbie. You know? But hey, that's what experiences, right? If we don't learn them at a certain point in our lives, then, you know, how do we then pass on knowledge to like people who are important to us, like children or things like that, and how do we then look for a better way? Sometimes it's through these experiences that we then find better ways of doing things that can then become like someone experiencing the pain can be, oh, you know what? I don't want this to happen to someone else. So I think I can make some money off this. I think this can be better. And exactly. from that, you know, just create something that,
1: yeah. you know. And after coming back from India, I was like, I'm not going to be spending that much time in unnecessary things. I'm going to, you know, I was more conscious about the water, the time that I was letting the the, the shower run. Resources and, you take for granted. Exactly. Mm. Instead of spending 20 minutes in the shower, I don't do that anymore. You know, I try to, you know, keep it to three to five minutes. Mm. Uh, and I just can't forget the... the the face, you know, the the people's faces in India when they were going through a bad situation. And even though I was, you know, in their country, I could feel, you know, I could feel some empathy because I was coming from a, uh, a developing country as well.
0: Got it, mm-hmm. got it. And you have this nickname or this moniker you use on Instagram, via viajando, 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 viajando. Okay, so it's Alejandro, viajando. Viajando, correct. Okay, okay, yes. okay.
1: Viajando means traveling. Andres viajando is my uh, my
0: YouTube channel. hmm Got it, right. got it. Well, what do you do on this channel? Like you document your trips to these foreign countries, that correct. kind of thing?
1: Yeah, correct. So pretty much, uh, I have a I have a project in mind, uh, but right now the the concept of my YouTube channel is to show people what it is like to leave the country, leave your comfort zone mm. and how to survive while you are there without, you know, without being able to speak the, the native language, the local yeah. language or without uh, having ever ever been there before. Yeah. So, how do you deal with those kind of things? How do you get from place A to to place B, how do you buy fruits to cook at your hostel, or how do you avoid getting ripped off? How to get the most out of your day? How to get most out of your your money? So all those kind of tips: how to use public transportation, how to use Google Maps when you're offline. You know those kind of things. That's what Andres Viajando is um, looking to to show on the YouTube channel. But at the same time, I like to I like to review food, and uh, I think food is it's a factor that. Uh, makes people want to travel even more. Yeah. You know, at
0: least for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just I just went to a Korean uh, my first hot pot experience today where I went to this Korean barbecue place mm-hmm. and I experienced the hot pot so they put the the broth you know, boiling, like the, the tables are, have like hot plates on them. Mm-hmm. So they're like a they boil and you can like add whatever you want, like put some uh, ramen and you know, add some uh, uh, shrimp or whatever you and want. And have raw meat on the side. Raw meat on the side and you like cook it. And I, was, I, I thought that was very interesting, yeah. just just to your point about food. Like I've also wanted to like always wanted to like take a year off and just venture out to like a continent. I just go to different countries and record my podcast with people there, like <laughs> everywhere, try the food, do things there. So yeah, it really explains. Poses your mind. Like, people don't really underestimate what travel does. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you really need to... And I keep saying this because, you know, there's all that talk about money. You know, it's it's expensive, especially for, you know, people like us located on this side of the world where you have to fly across the Atlantic to get to London or U.S. or, you know, Asia. You have Correct. to fly a long way. But even within your country, like, travel. Within your country, like, go to a different city that you haven't been to before. Like, yeah. I, I, I had the... Or neighborhood, like I discovered or neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity to live in different states in Nigeria where I'm from, and it just gave me a broader perspective of the country in general. So it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. I'm, it's something that I promise that I'll you know, give to my kids, uh, regardless of what the situation is. Just get them to explore, let them go out there, let them interact yes. with other people. It makes you more tolerant, it makes you see how things are done in other parts of the world and makes you realize that there's no one clear-cut way of doing things. This makes you you know form fresh is better there, there, there are a lot of things right uh, you can achieve by yeah you know, cannot
1: better have better. you cannot have a broad perspective you cannot have a broad perspective of the world if you stay in one corner your whole life
0: yeah you
1: know one corner is going to be just a, a vision that is just too narrow yeah it's way too narrow and this applies because i you know as i mentioned i was living in wyoming and people that i met people from wyoming that are planning to live and die in Wyoming and never mm. leave the country, right? Yeah. So when I told them that I was going to Vietnam back in twenty seventeen, they were like, "You're crazy. You're gonna get killed. They're Especially gonna know in Wyoming, right? Yeah, you're gonna know that you're come from the United States. Yeah. Uh, you come from America. I don't like it when people call call the United States America. I think Argentina all the way up to Canada is America. Um, But but, yeah, people would say, hey, uh, people will know that you come from the United States and they're going to they're going to pick on you. They're going to like kidnap you and stuff, blah, 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 blah. Even like one person even told me you
0: went to Vietnam. Do you know, there's a war going on there. Oh, my God. Exactly. Let me guess. Let me me not ask that question, not to seem ignorant. (laughs) But how was your experience in Vietnam? So I interviewed someone Uh, from Hanoi. Amazing. I interviewed someone from Hanoi on this podcast, one of my earlier, earlier, earlier episodes, uh, episodes, Hong, her name is Hong Ngo. Uh, but what, what did you say? Did you go to Hanoi or other parts of the Vietnam? The entire
1: country. I went all the way oh, from the north border with China. It's called the province of Lao Cai all the way to the southwest of Vietnam to an island called Phu Quoc. Okay. And uh, I went for two years straight. The first year wow. I went completely alone, and I found I networked, and luckily I made some friends there that invited me to come over the the next year to next work. Year. Oh wow! And I was and I was doing. Uh, I I made a documentary for a film festival uh, in Vietnam, which uh, got uh, second place in the student film festival of the university that I was at. Um, I got to work with hotels and tour agencies and help them out with their uh, booking.com and hotel.com listings and nice. return of accommodation. So that's when I started. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I bring my computer and my camera with me, and I can travel for free. I yeah. was not spending any money when I was in Vietnam. If I was spending money, I was spending money in activities that would cost money. Like, you know, the biggest caves in the world are in Vietnam. Yeah. The day tour costs $80, and yeah, you wow. probably have to pay for that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it just—it's not bad. But you know, it includes uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It includes transportation, round trip. Ramen to the hotel got it but it's 80 bucks for now in Vietnam eighty dollars is a lot of money so um I just I just figured out that you know taking pictures for people and you know helping them with their website and their marketing yeah. in return of accommodation it was working 90 percent of the time
0: hey man I wonder if there's anyone who can use podcast services in Vietnam I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind making the trip but you don't just like travel travel you explore because yes. how I like to travel is like I like to like I don't like to spend more than six days in the country because that gives me enough time time to, like, scatter around and do things. But most times I spend most of my, the bulk of my time in the city, right? Only, I only get, like, a day or so to venture out to somewhere that's uh, an hour or two away from the city, visit, like, one or two important places. But you really, like, try to canvas the whole country. I like, try to stay
1: away, place. I try to stay away from the tourist areas. Mm. I hate being around tourists. You hate... experience a real country. Exactly. I just, I don't like cruises, like, cruise ships, mm. none of that stuff. I don't like tour I hate organized tours because, like, imagine you, you've you always wanted to go to Paris, France, right? I've never been to, but I've always wanted to go. Imagine if you go there, right, and you take a tour and then take you to the Eiffel Tower uh, and then finally when you – finally go to the Eiffel Tower, your dream of your life. Yeah. The tour guide is like, okay, take a picture, 15 minutes, we go to the next spot. Like, how would you feel, man? Like, really? Like, Uh, wouldn't
0: your heart uh, be broken in a thousand pieces? There have been places, and this is me who lived in D.C. for two years, right? Mm -hmm. There have been places, you know, you grow up your whole life, you know, Hearing about the White House, you know, hearing about all these things, and you're like, "Dude, this is just a building, man." Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, right? what the hell? So I understand, you know, where you're coming from. Well, some other people also—it it depends on what you're wiring, I guess. You you kind of like go against the green most of the time. Always. Do you watch the EPL, the Premier League? Uh, oh, what 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 clubs do you support?
1: Well, from the EPL, I'm I'm very neutral. Right now, uh, I've always liked Chelsea. Chelsea's a great team. Mm, um, sorry. Can I be in your podcast? Still? Yeah, yeah. That's sure, sure. No, fine. I mean, I'm, <laughs> Manchester City right now. It's it's okay. very very strong.
0: Okay, so mm. not too contrarian, because you know you you always go left most of the time. So I you <laughs> to say something else. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, some people, you know, enjoy the traditional tourist stuff. But you know, some people actually live for the stuff. Like go out there and want to experience the real life. Do you always plan okay, those yeah. trips? That oh, from this city I'll go to that city, or you just say, hey, you know what? I'm in this airport. What am I going to do next? Oh, heck no.
1: Like, I never plan things ahead. I mean, it's good to have a little bit of an idea where you're doing, what you're doing and where you're going. Mm -hmm. But the way I did it was like, okay, so from L.A. to Hanoi and then from Saigon to L.A. Mm. So from Hanoi to Saigon, there is a thousand mile distance. So if I arrive on May 5th to Hanoi, I have to make it. All the way down in 30 days because mm. my plane le- leaves from Saigon on June 5th. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So I'm like, I just have 30 days to literally just go wherever I want and, you know, stay in one place if I want. However, how, how, however well, long I want.
0: Just make it to Saigon. Exactly.
1: I just I just have to make it to Saigon to the checking counter so I can kind fly back home. But in the meantime, I really... I just go with the flow. I just get a I just get a motorcycle and I put my backpack in in the back and then I just I just ride around the the provinces of Vietnam and I'm just happy, you know. I just meet all these people away from the tourists. I go to places where people don't even can't even say hello. Don't even mm. know what that means because there there's no English, wow. you know, being spoken over there. So I figured out. I realized that. You can have conversations with people without saying a single word. Facts. You can literally, I can just like make sounds with my mouth. I can like rub my my stomach if I feel hungry. Uh, I can, you know, do some like gestures with my hand, uh, saying that I want to pay for something. You know, people understand. Have you always?
0: Have you ever been beside? Mis- misled have you ever been misunderstood in making some of those gestures because sometimes you might think something means something in one country it might mean something in another country i remember when Mm -hmm. i went i was with my indian friend in ghana and how like if one buys something on the street most parts of west africa we make this sound like and people are gonna laugh people listen to this from west (laughs) africa we 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 do something called (laughs) (laughs) the kiss Exactly. She okay. thought it was a kiss. Oh, okay. So, I as mean, you she will see people <laughs> doing that on will Show, like, what, why is everyone hurting in this city? Like, what, what the hell is going on? But it's not a kiss. That's how we, like, gala, that kind of thing. Like, want to buy something. So you I, know, have you ever, like, experienced something like that or well, mistook a uh, language or a sign for something else?
1: Not really. Not at all. Because that would have been embarrassing. But let me tell you, when you do this in Mexico, it means it's delicious. It's good.
0: Oh, like, mm-hmm. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Fantastic. Wow, yeah, delicious. So okay. it's 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 so funny how you know yeah, uh, your country uh, so hey, it's so <laughs> so similar to mine in some ways, man. Especially
0: the mom's the mom's university and oh man, the mom's university <laughs> man, I have tried every Nigerian mom has a certificate from that university. <laughs> they should shut that school down. <laughs> Wherever
1: it is. So so pretty much, uh, no man, I just don't have a plan when I travel. Um I I love traveling solo. I'm not ready to travel with someone else at the moment. I did that before and, and
0: it didn't it did not go. Well, Uh, groups like one person is fine for me. But groups always tend to slow you down. i so like, do I want that to something. do this. But everyone will like, at first, everyone will like, yes, let's do that. In the morning, yeah. like, I'm down in the lobby. Oh, OK, was it 8 o'clock? You know, people just start. I'm like, what? Look, I'm gone. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But it's, it's interesting. I think the next time I go to Australia, I'll do that. Like, I'll fly into Sydney, but I'll fly out of Melbourne or something. Does okay. Melbourne have an international airport? I think so. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> so that, that'll be interesting. Because last time I went, I wanted to go to Melbourne, but I didn't have enough time to go from Sydney to Melbourne. Has there been any place you've always wanted to go? To? To that you dreamed of going, to but you haven't had a chance. To
1: I have... want to go everywhere, man, everywhere. So I have a plan going on right now. Today we're in uh, uh today we're in Denver, it's March sixth of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the last day of September of this year, I'm gonna be going back to Mexico to spend a few months uh, with my family. Is this gonna be your first time back? But you've been no, back no. I've been back visiting, but I'm gonna move to Mexico for like four or five months. Okay. Because I want to, you know, ex- experience my country. I want to travel to places where I've never been to within mexico and i want to spend time with family because i have a big big goal coming up in 2021 on march 16th of 2021 i'm gonna be starting in sydney australia and for Wait, is your,
0: your tickets are already booked or no
1: okay but Nothing's what's
0: specific booked. about that date i'm saying?
1: uh i don't know i just here's the thing man if you have dreams and you don't put a, uh, specific. a specific time and date you want Facts. that to like a milestone you're the procrastinating the procrastination monster is gonna you know come at you Facts. you know um, and, and that day is gonna come and you're not gonna get anything done Facts. right cuz like, people are like oh i want to do this i want to i want to go to europe so bad people say that all the time I agree. but they never say hey right now it's 2020 i want to go to europe in september 1st of 2022 nobody says that right but I if agree. if they did they start putting that information in their subconscious and every single day man i have march 16th 2021 in my head okay. that's the day i moved to australia I'm going to start in Sydney, Australia, and I have to reach Moscow, Russia without using an airplane within 18 months. Wow. Yeah. So pretty much is. From Australia, having to, you know, take a boat, go into the Philippines, then from the Philippines take another boat that will take me to the coast of Vietnam, from Vietnam just go to, you know, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, I could either take the China route or uh, I can go through the Middle East, I could explore a little bit of Africa, but I have to be in Moscow, Russia. Uh, in 18 months months without using an airplane. If I use an airplane in those 18 months, uh, it's kind of like being disqualified. I lose the challenge because the challenge is to be able to to travel from point A to point B from Sydney, Australia to Moscow, Russia in 18 months without using an airplane.
0: Dude, we should document this on the freaking podcast, man. Like, immediately you land every country. Like, I'll put it down March 21st, you say? March 16th of 2021. Oh, March 16th of 2021. I'll probably put put you down for like March 10th. I'll reach out to you and say, hey, you know, you're about to embark on this So maybe as you, you know, go into every country, maybe we'll just have a special segment. Andres, we'll call it something. Viajando, yeah.
1: Viajando and, something. I, Andres, uh, adve-
0: Adventures by Andres or something. We'll or or something, something like that. Yeah. And,
1: and, and right now that I'm thinking about it, it's like March 6th. We're talking about 375 days from today. Wow. So that is always in my mind. I'm always thinking about that and it's my goal because if you if you ask me where do you want to go? Yeah. I don't have an I don't have an answer. I want to go I want to go everywhere. I'm, I want to go to the smallest village in Congo.
0: Yeah.
1: And talk to the people, to the lady who makes the food there.
0: Like seriously. Ta- wait, talk to me about long term. What do you see yourself doing uh long term? Like, oh wait, before we go to that, let's talk about what you're doing right now. So you mm-hmm. have a marketing uh, agency. I mean, you help uh, people. You know, make videos. You know, marketing materials, especially yep. on social media right. and online. Obviously, you studied marketing in school, so it was an easy transition. But but talk to me about some of the the intricacies, about some of the things you do, some of the jobs you do. Um, and if there's anyone you can speak of, like specifically that was exciting to do, that kind of thing.
1: Right. Um, well, the the long term goal is to be able to do consulting, environmental consult consulting, because my degree in marketing is uh, has a concentration in sustainability. Okay. To me, the environment is like the most important, the biggest asset we have mm. that humans have are natural resources right Facts. so so as the population grows i think my my the the job that i have in my life is to raise as much awareness as possible and if i can change you know the the way that people in my country think mm. that that will be for me like a
0: success you know because why i are not taking a plane or
1: <laughs> Part of it. <laughs> Part of it. Yeah. But um, right now, with uh, we started this uh, digital marketing agency called Postdusk. Is mm. uh, located here in Denver, Colorado. We don't. We uh, is a digital uh, marketing company, so we don't have a physical address. But we're you know just working all around Colorado, from the auto, auto body industry all the way to the construction and land reclamation industry. So long-term goal is doing consulting. You know, we're, we're learning every day and we're Learning more and more about big data and how you know uh, the analysis and interpretation of this data works. So eventually, I'd like to use big data to help the environment somehow. That's something that I still need to to figure out. But I know it's, it's like clear up in my mind that that's that's the next step. That's where I'm going Class for now. Plus,
0: consulting will give you opportunities to travel some more.
1: Exactly. Yeah. For now, um, for now, what I'm doing with this trip, the 18 months, I am gonna be taking my computer with me and my cameras because, you know, I'm a videographer. I make I make uh, content for small businesses. So pretty much I go out there and pretty much uh, my my website is going to have a world map just like the one in my arm. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my, my portfolio. Right. So people nice. will be able to navigate through the world and will be able to see all the work that I've done I'm done. In several countries, you're going to have all the work that I've done in the US, all the work that I've done in Vietnam, all the work I've done in Mexico, all the work I've done in China. So my goal in the next two years is to build a portfolio, an international portfolio with a bunch of countries that I, uh, all these places that I go to within those 18 months that I'm planning on going away and travel. And when I come back, I'm like, something tells me that during that trip, I'm going to find somebody, I'm going to meet somebody who's going to make the difference in my life and is going to put, you know, the last piece of the puzzle together, Mm. you know. Stop Uh, by Lagos,
0: man. Stop by Nigeria. Stop by Lagos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely do that, man. I will definitely. We'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that. But, um, I just think that, you know, with somebody with a portfolio like that, you know, uh, I just, I just see myself, I just see companies, it's whatever a differentiator. I'm at, Yeah. I just, I just feel companies coming to me for work, you know, and asking me to do stuff for them. I don't, I don't see myself coming back and looking for a job. Yeah. I, I think that my story is going to be heard and then people will know what I'm doing. Kind of like Nas. Do You
0: follow Nas daily?
1: Um, I know who Nasir is. I don't follow him. He uploads a one-minute video every day okay? on, on, on Facebook. You, on Facebook, yeah, yeah. So sure. I know, I know him. But my concept is gonna be more like um, same GLOMAD. Um, uh, you know, GLOMAD stands for Digital Nomad. So that's the concept of the, the Andrés Viajando. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so Andrés Viajando is gonna become this glomad who's gonna be teaching people how to travel the world for free
0: or even get paid to travel the world. What do you think the future of travel? So people have and I've been trying I've been trying to look into this, right? People have different theories about travel. People say we're gonna have less and less cause to come to a job an office physically there's going to be a lot of telecommuting and remote work so there's going to be a lot more travel in the future. Other people say there's you're going to be able to access the whole world from wherever you are. VR is going to get better, augmented reality is going to get better, you know, the worlds cultures are going to, you know, come together more and more so there's going to be less travel in the future. What do you think about that Isaac? That, do you think there's going to be more travel or less travel?
1: Oh man. I think, I think definitely more travel. And I think that's a no-brainer because, I mean, right now, statistically, we travel six times more than our parents. Mm, right. I can see that. So mm. it's not only because of the amount of money we're making, technology. but also the technology and also the, the mindset that people have. Because right now, if you don't travel, you're not cool enough. Right. Mm. So everybody wants to when people follow, when you follow, you know, Nas Daily or Casey Neistat
0: or yeah. any of those big YouTubers. Oh, Casey Neistat, that, 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 yeah. oh, <laughs> that dude. <laughs> right. You should have him on the podcast, Jeez. man. He's in New York, right?
1: <laughs> no, I think he's in L.A. now. He's I think he, yeah, he's moving up. But, um, But, yeah, you have all these people, you know, you're following people on Instagram. And you're like, wow, I want to travel just like them, you know, and and people always want to want to do like the, the things that are trending on social media. So I think traveling is going to be accessible more and more. I think the, the cost for for an air ticket for downtown. an airfare is just yeah. it's just so low. I mean, people don't believe me when I tell them, hey. If you buy a ticket in May or June from LA to Vietnam round trip, is going to cost you four hundred and fifty dollars. That's it. And they're like, no, no you know
0: way. What? You know what? I can believe it because my ticket to Australia was like five twenty or something. Australia, I was, something great. Oh, and That was like a twenty three hour flight. Five hundred and twenty dollars, something like that. Yeah, that was not bad. Yeah,
1: not bad. Not not bad at all. So yeah, people. I mean, yes, it is like a twenty four hour layover in China mm-hmm. is not very convenient if you are old. I can see how you don't want to do that because it is like a thirty eight hour trip. Mm-hmm. But if you're young and stuff and you just want you're hungry for adventure and you have little money just go yeah. and 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 uh you know book yourself a, a cheap ticket you know it's seriously i've seen it for 400 bucks yeah. round trip to china from la so you can go to china for four hundred dollars, pay the, the plane ticket, stay there for a month, and work while you're there. So your so so your trip is getting you know, paid, paid off. Yeah. So pretty much, you all you spend was four hundred dollars initially to go to China.
0: Yeah, and you can even work from here. So while I was in Ghana, I was yeah. actually working for a couple of people online in the U.S. and just earning some money that way, earning USD for that for that matter.
1: I really think people are going to travel more in the future, just because the the, the cost of traveling is gonna is gonna go down, and also the transportation
0: methods are going to be more yeah plus we have to go to other planets right we have to travel to mars (laughs) we have to Elon Musk hurry up Hurry up, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, all these guys. Yes, hurry up, Elon Musk. Go <laughs> to, sure. to Mars and check it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know we should get on. Uh, you should get uh, his brother on on the podcast. Kimbo. You know? Yeah, he's uh, he has a restaurant here in Denver. Actually, I'm pretty Kimbo sure Kimbo has a there. restaurant.
0: I thought Kimbo was in New York.
1: It has. He has a restaurant. Why is everyone moving away from New York? <laughs> man, everybody wants to live in Denver. Man, we're okay. so
0: blessed to be here today. Hey, don't right. come. Yeah, let me buy a house first. <laughs> <laughs> is that something
1: you have planned? Like you're planning? You're planning on getting your I, own I, I, uh, your own I, I,
0: I do. As as another source of income, you know, hopefully in the next uh, three to four years or so, um, I I hope to get a house and, you know, just, you know, maybe rent parts of it out, that kind of thing, and, you know, uh, earn some income that way that can also, you know, contribute towards, you know, vacations and things like that. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, talk to me about your podcast. So, you have a podcast called Through the Funnel. Through the Funnel, yeah. I was supposed to be on that podcast You will First, be. I will be, because it involves free beer, from what I understand. Yeah, exactly. Am i Am not going to say no to free beer? Do <laughs> 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 you know what I've always wanted to do? What's up? And, hey, if you're listening to this and steal this idea, I'm going to come after you. So, <laughs> I've always wanted to have a bar called Embarcy. Like, Embassy Embassy, but Embarcy. Embarcy. Yeah, B-A-R with a bar. I okay. have, like, beer from... Almost all countries in the world. So if you want to come there and want to try like German beer or beer from Rwanda or beer from South Africa or beer from Italy, you're gonna get it there. Now it's gonna involve like a lot of moving parts, like supply chain to kind of like bring the beer from different parts of the world. Maybe we're gonna get licensed to brew it locally from some of those distillers. I don't know, but that's always something I've been thinking about doing. But anyway, we'll see.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. So pretty much uh, through the funnel. um, Since we're a digital marketing agency uh we we want to give out so here's the thing all the marketing agencies out there they just want to well I feel that they just they don't work as hard and they charge big buck for what they're doing mm-hmm. like they charge $3000 and they work you know 20 hours on a project and mm-hmm. it's okay you know sometimes you pay for what people know but what is what we're doing the approach that we're doing is that we want to give out as much as possible like for free. You know, yeah. we have some secret, some marketing secrets. You know, they're not very secretive right now, but it's stuff like uh, that we know about Google listings and how it works and how it's optimized correctly. We just go to businesses and we tell them how to do it because those someone else is going to those businesses. Yeah, you go to businesses or you go to breweries? Uh, go to businesses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with with podcasts. With, sorry. I'm sorry, with a, with a post desk. Okay. Um, and we pretty much give, give that information out for free. So we were like, why, why not... It will be cool if we had this podcast that instead of going out and telling everybody the same thing, we just have episodes talking about those things that we're trying to teach them, right? So we have – our podcast is uh, specifically on digital marketing. We talk everything from chatbots, artificial intelligence, Uh, the personal branding uh, of your business. We talk about, um, you know, virtual tours and powered by Google and stuff like that, you know? So we try to give – a way to people, to our listeners, all the information they should know to run their own business. Because a lot of people, uh, you know, they have the money to 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 open a business, and they do, but they don't know they know nothing about business. You know, so that's when they they're struggling. You see, the owners always there. If you go to a business and the and the owner is always there, yeah. that business is not growing, right? Nice. So we're just trying to so we're just trying to change the mindset. We're just trying to put everything out there so people can can use that information and we're doing it through uh through So a is your information
0: for marketers or your information is for business owners who are just getting introduced The
1: information is for everyone who wants to learn anything about digital marketing. Got you it. know, uh but but our um the people who we invite to the our podcasts are either mark marketing experts or people who are in the business field. Uh people who know somebody because you can't know everything each person know has a little something that is going to build a competitive advantage over other people. So you might have something that we haven't talked about in the podcast that is related to business. We invite you to come. And while we have a discussion for, you know, 35 minutes to, uh, to an hour, we drink local Colorado beer, and and we have some. That's a cool dynamic, right? Because we, good to me. we yeah, because we tell like like uh, Breckenridge Brewers, is like, hey, we're drinking your beer. Next time, just uh, send us a six pack, right? Yeah. Or well, what we're gonna be doing now that this is what we're gonna be doing with you, and you're gonna be one of our first guests to do this because so far all our guests have been doing it at my house, but now we're gonna go out because we're gonna start this month. This Monday, we have a brewery we're going to. We're gonna set up at the at the in the. In the room where they're going to be um, making the beer yeah. right there. And, you know, away from the tables, we're going to be in the, in the back room where the employees are allowed. We're going to put a table there, and then we're going to do the podcast from there. It's going to be people nice. working behind us. We're going nice. to be drinking beer. Uh
0: It's like a Colorado version of Drink Champs. Let's go. Drink Champs? What's Drink Champs? <laughs> uh, drink Champs? Oh, that's... uh So, you know, I'm really into hip-hop music. I listen to all kinds of music, okay. but uh, hip-hop, you know, I... Grew up listening to talent hip-hop so drink champs is a is a podcast is a YouTube channel started by a former rapper named R- nori where he interviews like people in the hip-hop business and just talk, they talk about stories because he was a rapper mm-hmm. so they know all those stories that you know public and the fans don't know so they talk about it most times while I get drunk drink <laughs> so it's a very funny entertaining yeah. uh, kind of podcast but but i can see similarities uh with that but yeah i, I definitely want to come i also think i should introduce you to my brother because he, he is also like in digital marketing uh-huh. he started off like in traditional advertising but went back to school he's now in digital marketing and you know he wants to start his own like digital marketing agency called red craft like in the next year or so so he's like learning a lot of like analytics and stuff like that so yeah you guys might I just have a feeling that you guys might like hit it off professionally in that space so. that'd
1: be great that'd be great I'd love to get in touch with him and uh, yeah but right now uh, on Monday we're gonna have a podcast on video production mm-hmm. so we're gonna be talking about the importance of video because you know business owners value of, of the video they think is too expensive but they have no idea how much value it adds to their business so those kind of things we talk about and then of course uh, since we provide all those services through the podcast we're like hey we can do this for you much better and much cheaper than our competitors got it, um, got it.
0: hey i'm in man i'm in let's yeah, go <laughs> for sure. i mean but thank you for just uh for coming on the podcast uh, i have this thing i do uh at the end of the podcast uh, but before we do that i like to like give my guests a couple of minutes at the end of the episode if you want to do anything like you want to shout someone out you want to throw some information out there you want to drop your social media yeah, whatever it is you want to do uh you, you have the floor perfect thank you very much
1: so to all your um to all the listeners out there uh please visit www.postusmarketing.com that's That's my website and uh, my business partner, Kenna Johnson. She's amazing at what she does. I do content creation, but Kenna Johnson, she does all the the market research and analytics and all the numbers and all the keywords, everything you need to to know about SEO. She's your girl. So uh, check us out, check the podcast through the funnel. And if you... um, And if you come from NOSA's podcast and you mention it, we'll give you a 10% discount on whatever package that you'd like to get from us, regardless if it's web design, photography, video, or just basic consulting for your business.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, so are you ready to play Endgame? Endgame! Yeah, let me explain what it is. It's just a game we play at the end of the podcast. Okay. So uh, what what I do on this podcast, um, I try to disseminate uh, information, but we don't do that in a very serious way. Like, oh, you know what? Mexico is a country in, in America. It's made up of 10 million people, all that kind of thing. So we just have a casual conversation, and hopefully people get to learn about your country, okay, get perfect. to learn about other countries. But uh, at the end of the podcast, we try to I try to ask you some questions to intentionally... Um, Dispel some information Deliberately to the listeners So I ask you questions about your country About traveling So I have like two or three questions here Perfect uh, For you Fantastic, I'm ready First question I think we we, we mentioned this uh, earlier in the episode But what's the national currency of Michael? It's the Mexican peso, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and right yeah. now it's valued at eighteen point five, approximately to to a dollar.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how many? Like, what's the lowest denomination? So, kind of like how cents is to dollars. What's that to pesos?
1: I think it's uh, I think it's twenty cents. I'm not sure. Is it called cents? Yeah, centavos. Oh, c- centavos. Mm-hmm. Centavos is mm-hmm. a Spanish cent- word for cents, but. Uh, there's definitely a fifty cent coin that we that we have. I just don't. It's been seven years since I lived in Mexico. I think we do have a twenty
0: a twenty cent one. Okay. Mm. Okay. Cool. And uh, is it, so. What's the difference between Mexico and Mexico? What's the pronoun? Is one Spanish, one English? What's what's uh...
1: yeah, the? Yeah, the right way to say it is Mexico. Okay. And that's uh, that's the way it should be. You know, everywhere. But of course, you know, with the with the languages and and you know the distance to the country stuff like that, it starts. Deviating a little bit, when I was in Vietnam, they were calling Mexico, and I'm totally, really? fine I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for those people who haven't like been on a lot, on a lot of uh, international trips, uh, maybe probably haven't gone abroad a lot of time. Do you want to explain what a layover is?
1: A layover is something that is really worth of doing if you want to save money. So pretty much, what a layover does is that let's say you want to go to France, right? Uh, and you live in LA, but if you get like a direct flight from LA to, to Paris, France, it's going to cost you a $1,000. But if you have a layover in New York, it's going to take you a little bit longer to get there, but it's only going to cost you 500 bucks. So a layover means that you're going to stop at a place in between, could be one or two places in between, and then hopefully you can use that time to explore the city. When I was in a layover in Qatar in... Um, the Arab emirates it was pretty fun
0: you know leaving the airport and well that's a wonderful airline so yeah. my first flight was uh, the first time I was going to the US with the emirates like they say
1: so good right <laughs> and then you sit and then you sit there and you have the the barcelona safety video there and the yeah yeah cool. I think
0: that was the first time the airbus 370 was oh, touching wow. down in Chicago or something. Oh, so they wow. had like the fire hoses and all that stuff. It like, was well, such a good airplane, brand new. Okay. okay. smelled good. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? Oh, 2016 uh, or something, okay. or 2017, I okay. think. 2017,
1: yeah. No, But yeah, that, that's definitely a layover. Uh, one suggestion on layovers, um, sometimes the, the search engine they use to buy the flights will allow you to choose the time you depart from the layover. So if you can make that layover longer, if you prefer... Yeah. It could save you some money and also it you know, you could you know, explore the city for a few hours and, and, and have fun while you wait for your next
0: you, you want to give some quick hacks about buying cheap tickets because, um, you know, people say, you know, the airline websites track your tabs and know if you're like actively searching. Yep. So they increase like what are some people say buy at 2 a.m. Some people say buy at a certain time. Some people say pay in Bitcoin. You have all this like people oh, wow. say different things. Like, what do you think? Uh, what are some of the tips you can you know, share about buying a cheap airline ticket international?
1: Well, the probably the best tip I can give you uh, is to use the incognito uh, s- search mm. uh, option. Facts. So that will, you know, well prevent from those search engines to track your activity. Uh, sometimes they end up doing it anyways because you know there's so many loopholes online and people get around it. So what I would recommend, and it's actually a little bit time-consuming, but just download a VPN uh, application, change your VPN let's say you're in Denver, Colorado, but you buy your ticket from from Italy, let's say you, you put your VPN as you're in Italy, in Rome, and then you would get those prizes that people in Italy are seeing that could Got be it. different from, from where you're at right now. Got so it. Uh, you can do that, play around, and 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 use the VPN ads to jump from one country to another until you find the best deal. Uh, I would also recommend uh, a, a really, really good tip in, in this one a lot of people are not going to like, but if you want to find... Cheap ticket. You cannot choose the season you're going. You have to be open to going whenever the, the the tickets are at there. So, for me, for example, I had three months of summer when I was in college. Okay. I knew I would go to Vietnam either in um, April, in May, mm-hmm. or in June. Probably. So I had the, those three like those that window of three months. I did not know when I was going, but I always looked for tickets. Just in in those days, and based on the price tickets, I planned my trip around the prices. I didn't plan the prices around my
0: trip. If that Got makes it. sense, that makes, sense. makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, thank you for coming, Andres. Really appreciate it. Did you drop your social media?
1: Uh, my social media, Andres viajando, V I A J A N D O, and uh, very soon it's gonna be uh, GloMad Marketing. GloMad Marketing. That's gonna be the new thing. Uh, hopefully, next time I'm here in the in the podcast, we can talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll be reaching out to you to monitor your trip from, you know, uh, your 2021 trip from March 10th. It started March 16th, but you know. Yep, uh, next year. Yeah, you guys can follow the Culture Class Podcast everywhere. Also, it's Culture Class Podcast uh, on all platforms. Twitter is Culture Class Pod. Uh, send us an email, cultureclasspodcast at Reach out to Andres. Uh, tell us uh, if we inspired you to take a trip. Tell us how that trip went. Uh, leave a comment if you're listening on SoundCloud. Like and subscribe on, uh, on iTunes. Do all that stuff. Uh, appreciate you listening. Have a great day. Uh, peace.